Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. All right, time for Outdoor Tidbits with our DNR Warden buddy, Mr. Jake Bolks here this morning. Jake, uh, are you out on the roads right now? Are you being safe? Uh, how are the road conditions if you're out there? I haven't been driving yet. Okay. But uh, it looks like it's, you know, a little snow here, a little slippery there. Right. So, hey, uh, speaking of snow, we haven't had a whole lot this year. Uh, I've, I've, duh, obvious. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> snowmobile trails, probably for a lot of people around our area, haven't been open, or if they were opened, it was for a very short time. Somebody had texted in a little bit earlier asking, even with snowmobile trails closed, are people allowed to use ATVs and UTVs on there? I thought I knew the answer, but I'm like, I better double check with the with the expert at hand. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good question. Um, the short answer is no. So if you have snowmobile trails, snowmobile trails, you can only have snowmobiles on them. Um, and it's a snowmobile is defined as a machine that was like manufactured to be a snowmobile. So you can't have an ATV or UTV with tracks on a snowmobile trail, even when they're open. It can only be like a machine designed as a snowmobile. Um, but the reason for it all is. The ATV and UTV trails are managed by the county, and even if the trails, like the ATV trails, are closed and it hasn't snowed yet, if they have those trails closed, then they're just closed. They're not open for anything. And then the snowmobile trails, a lot of them are actually, you know, on private land, so there's not a real trail unless there's snow. So it couldn't just be bopping through someone's private farm field or woods or something like that anyway. So... ATV trails, only ATVs when they're open. Snowmobile trails, only snowmobile trails when they're open. Otherwise, if it's closed, they're closed. Now, That's a good question. Now, like with uh, roadways and such, are I mean, still able, because you got to have that license, kind of license plate on them, though, too, right? Yeah, so the road routes are open. Um, so year-round, any road route is open. So, you know, like uh, <clears throat> wherever you live, you know, town of Union, uh, Springbrook, wherever. Um, if the if the roads are road routes are open, there's an ordinance for it and allows it. Then those are good any time of the year. You just like you said, you're right. You have to have license plates. You have to have your machines up to up to cold. Um, and that's the same on the trails too. But you know, when you're on the road, you got to have a license plate. You got to have your lights on. Anyone under 18 has got to have a helmet um, and all those other ATV UTV registration or uh, regulations. Yeah, there we go. What roads, Jake, are actually open? I mean, you can't go on a... Can you go on a state highway with an ATV or UTV or just town roads, county roads? What yeah, you, what's so available? Interstates, like an I-94 type interstate, those are 100% closed to anything. Um, but all roads are inherently closed unless the local township creates an ordinance to open them. So basically you have to check in the area. The state doesn't like open roads to road routes. The townships do. So if you have a cabin up north or if you live around here and you want to ride your machine on the roads, you just have to do a little research. Go to, like, the town of Washington or the town of Seymour or the town of Union. Go to their pages, look up their ATV, UTV ordinances, and then um, find out what they allow on it. So... Like, Town of Seymour recently just opened some of theirs. Town of Washington doesn't have any open ones, and vice versa. Union has some. So 
you kind of want to just do that due diligence of checking it before you ride. But look at at a state highway, like say Highway 27 north of Kadat. That's not available for ATVs or UTVs, is it? Yeah, so that that one's going to be closed. Um, But I will say, like in some rural, pretty rural parts of the state, Mm -hmm. they do once in a while have like segments of maybe a state highway open just to get to a different part of the trail or the road something. But that's kind of few and far between. Um, but for the most part, state highways and state highways, interstate, and then in most counties, a lot of even the county highways are closed. It's usually the, the roads that are owned by the towns or the townships. Um, but every county is a little bit different, which is what they allow. Um, but they should be labeled. So there should be like a green sign. I'm sure we've all seen it, that green sign with the picture of the ATV or UTV on it mm-hmm. that shows that it's a route. So per the state law, any town that enacts an ordinance, they have to put those up on every road that has a, that's open to the ATVs, UTVs. So you should look for those as well. Hey, Jake, we had a question that uh, came in here a little bit of a different direction. Uh, this texter is asking, sorry if this is a stupid question, but uh, my son is getting ready for hunter safety. This will be the first time uh, I, I have my son involved with hunter safety classes. Is it still like when I had to go back in the day, go all in person? Is there any online version of this? If you could give me any info on hunter safety classes, that would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so for, you know, I, I guess I don't know the exact um, age because everything kind of switched with COVID. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily look at what age they run it. Um, but everyone that's younger does have to go do it in person. I don't know if the age is 16 or 18 where you can start taking a, you can take like an online um, home course and then you have to come in and take a field day. So like if if you're 30 years old, you don't have to go do the, in-person stuff, you can do everything at home and then come in and spend one day with um, an instructor or, like, a DNR agent and get certified by doing, like, an in-person course. Otherwise, if you're, you know, if you're 10, 12, 14, I know for sure you have to do it in-person, go to the three, four, five, six classes, whatever that class is designed, um, and learn it all in-person. Is there uh, an age minimum, or could it be, is it, is it open to any age? Do you know that off the top of your head? Yeah, it's open to any age now because they changed the hunting law to, you know, you can hunt at any age. Okay. Um, but we, we strongly recommend, and I think some instructors or, like, people that run the classes, they're all public volunteers. I think a lot of them tend to set the limits at, like, 10 years old or maybe 9 simply for the reason that they want to make sure that if they're putting kids to the courses, that they're comprehending everything, that they're ready to handle a gun, that they're taking in the severity of, you know, the situation, i.e., you know, just handling the gun and what it means and what it can do and stuff like that. Jake, we got one more that came in right before uh, the buzzer here. Uh, Question, can I bull hunt coyotes in the city limits? You know... That's a good question. Anytime anything's in the city, when it's hunting, trapping, I always defer to check the county ordinances or the city ordinances because they do reference different types of hunting. Um, they have to allow bow deer hunting. And to be honest, I don't see why you won't be able to bow coyote hunt, just like bow turkey hunt. 
Um, I'm pretty sure you can bow hunt anything in the city, but I'll always defer it back to their their city ordinance just because it's their rules. The state doesn't restrict it. As a state employee or a state DNR warden, I would say yes, because as long as you're hunting during an open season, have your licenses and such, you can hunt anywhere, fish anywhere in the state. It's local townships and cities that enact hunting or these different ordinances for safety. So it's probably going to be a yes, but have that, or if they're listening, just go onto their website, type in bow hunting or find their ordinance, and they should be able to give you a good answer on online. All right, there you go, Jake. So uh, I got to imagine water still with the with the ice level still getting down there and such. Have you still seen anybody with with shanties or ice shacks underwater yet? I've seen plenty of people send me pictures of shanties across the state, halfway in the water. Unfortunately, <laughs> but um, I think after we talked last week, I was I stopped out at Altoona. Um, I went to a couple of boat launches to go check people and stuff, and for sure on the north side. And I'm sure it's the same on the south, but I didn't get over there. Um, and this is the same with most lakes around here. The ice is all right in the middle, you know, four, five, ten inch, ten inches ice. But getting there is where it's starting to get real sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the ice is pulling back from the shoreline. And on the north side of Altoona, the ice is pulling back and you can jump on it. But then about 20 yards out was a four or five inch crack of just open water that you had to kind of jump over. And it was the whole ice. Like sheet there was kind of rocking with my weight, so uh, I wasn't pretty. I wasn't super comfortable with it. So it's this isn't cold enough to really start creating that ice, and now all the snow obviously just going to insulate it a little bit. So I would definitely be really, really careful if you're if you're jumping out on the ice or you're you're out recreating. Absolutely, Jake. We appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, thank you for answering these these questions, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Okay, bud? Yeah, no, sounds good. Good questions this week, and always appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. There you go, Jake Bokes, Conservation Warden for the state of Wisconsin, joining us here.